Hey guys, it's Kate. Welcome to Redacted, the new podcast I've started. Um, all right, so this is my first episode after the intro. And uh, truth be told, I had no idea what the fuck I was going to talk about. So I figured, you know what? What's the easiest thing to do? What's the easiest thing to start with? So I figured, you know what? People read my blog. I'll address that. So the most recent post I did was shit I learned in 2020. And as you can probably imagine, it was about shit I learned in 2020. Basically, what I decided to do, since there wasn't a lot going on, is I decided to, <clears throat> excuse me, interview a couple of my friends. I swore that I would not reveal who they are, which obviously I'm not going to. And I just asked them, you know, basic questions that came to the top of my head. Now, I got a few answers, which I'm sure at some point I'll also discuss. But there's one particular one I wanted to talk about today because every time I think about my post, I think about this. And... Uh, just to give you a heads up, I'm probably going to be laughing my ass off during this, so bear with me. Um, I also need to give a disclaimer, which it's unfortunate I have to do that, but it is what it is. Uh, this particular story is going to reference someone who has a disability. And in no way am I trying to offend anyone, any way, shape, or form at all. That is not my style. Uh, this is just about a specific incident that happened. And unfortunately, I feel kind of frustrated that I have to even make this disclaimer because, I mean, does anyone remember in Living Color, Handyman? I know that people are very sensitive and get to be respectful, which I have every intention of doing. Again, this is just one particular story, and I'm not making fun of the person in question, but rather the situation. So with that said, I'm going to go ahead and talk about this. So, um, you know, last year was a total shit show and, you know, people weren't leaving their homes. People were paranoid, you know, for good reason, blah, blah, blah. So I was talking to my, one of my friends last year, <clears throat> excuse me, and I was asking her, you know, because I know that she's been, you know, in the dating scene for quite a while. And I can imagine that while we were all kind of stuck in our homes or stuck, you know, walking around being paranoid about everything, that dating was probably really hard. So I said, basically, OK, well, what was dating like, you know, right before all this? And she got kind of quiet. And I looked at her and I was like, what? Oh, by the way, I want to learn how to stop saying like so much, but I'm going to totally screw up. So I asked her, you know, why she gave me that look. And she just kind of put her head down and said, okay, listen, I've been on lots of dates, which she has. And she's still waiting for Mr. Right. And I have no doubt he'll show up eventually, just not yet. And of course, immediately as soon as her head had gone down, I knew, I knew. I was like, all right, whatever's coming my way is going to be nothing short of amazing. So she looks at me and says, all right, so I was on Tinder and I was like, oh my God, I started wringing my hands and taking notes. And she's like, yeah, so I was on Tinder and, you know, I was matching with these random guys and it was that stupid, stupid little normal thing where you say hi, hi back, you chat for a little bit and then they just go silent. Well, I at one point matched with this guy and he seemed like a cool guy. We were chatting a little bit. He, he was telling me about his life. You know, he, he'd been playing soccer for a lot of years. He was really handsome, you know, great guy. Well, that to me right there seemed like a red flag. And only because I find that when you have a guy that seems like he's the perfect catch, there is a catch because those guys aren't usually available. Um, not to say that women aren't the same, but we're talking about men right now. So I thought, all right, well, let's just hear what she has to say. So anyway, so they're chatting all week and they decide to meet up for drinks. And so he tells her, you know, where to come, like where to meet up. And she's like, great. So she shows up at the bar. She 
dressed to the nines, looks amazing, which she always does. And she walks in. She's kind of trying to find him. She's scanning the bar and she sees him sitting at, you know, on a stool at the bar. And, you know, they make eye contact. He smiles at her and she smiles back. But um, he doesn't, you know, get up to greet her, which at the mo- at like in that moment, she was kind of like, well, that's, you know, that's not very chivalrous, but you know what? That's okay. Whatever. So she walks over to the bar and introduces herself, you know, in person, you know, you know, good, good energy, sits down at the bar. Chatting for a little bit, she orders a drink. Um, she needs a napkin for that drink. And so she asks him to grab one because it's right over next to him. Well, you would think that if the napkin is on your left, you would simply take your hand on your left and reach over and grab the napkin. That is not what happened. He took his right arm and reached over for the napkin and gave it to her, which again, you know, if you think about it, it was really weird, but it wasn't something that would be a turnoff per se. So, you know, that's in the back of her mind. They're chatting, chatting. And all of a sudden she kind of realizes something. She has this like epiphany and she thinks to herself, you know what? He hasn't moved this entire time. I mean, aside from his arm and his jaw when he's speaking, he hasn't, he hasn't moved (laughs) like what? So, you know, she's trying to talk and, you know, she's kind of keeping an eye on his body language. And it's just, it's very weird because he's totally having normal conversation. doesn't seem creepy. He's totally respectful, all that stuff. But she starts getting really suspicious because, you know, every time she would point some way, he would kind of look, but it would feel like he was struggling or if she, you know, needed to grab something or reach over, you know, at one point, I think she tried to grab his hand if I remember correctly. And that didn't seem to go well. So... She thought, all right, this is ridiculous. I don't know what's happening and I don't want to be rude and presumptuous and say, hey, you know, what's going on? So she thought, all right, what can I do? Ha, I know. Let's go dance. So she asked this gentleman to go dance and he immediately says, no, I don't dance. I don't like to dance. And she's just like, come on. You know, she starts egging him on. Come on, let's go dance. Let's go dance. So finally, after asking him a few times, he acquiesced and says, all right, let's go. So she gets up and she waits for him. And he says, ladies first. And she stands there going, okay, still waiting for him to get up with her. And he looks at her and once again says, ladies first. So she's like, okay. And so she turns around, she starts walking and she goes to say something to him and then realizes he's not next to her. And she's, uh, okay. So she turns around. (laughs) I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm such a dick. She turns around just in time to see him pulling himself off of the bar, um, with help, which (laughs) whatever, (laughs) pulling himself off the bar and starts walking towards her sort of resembling (laughs) Quasimodo. And now... I don't want to sound heartless. All right. I don't want to sound heartless. Um, but he's really struggling and it's very obvious in that moment that there's something serious going on, but she doesn't know what to do. And so she's watching him walk towards her and he's got this look on his face apparently where he's, he's just trying to look like nothing's wrong except that he's, he's leaning at like a 45 degree angle. And so it's kind of hard for (laughs) She's just standing there and, in absolute shock no idea what to say no idea what to do does she walk over there and give him a hand no pun intended does she 
I mean, she's she doesn't want to laugh. It's not like it's something to make fun of. She's just really confused because it's just like, what the fuck is going on? So he's walking towards her. He has like one of the bar backs, like I think you can still use that word, like aiding him. He's dragging his leg behind him. He's got like it's very obvious apparently that one half of his entire body is just like <laughs> paralyzed. I feel so badly, you guys. I'm not laughing at him. I oh god, I feel like an I'm not I'm not, okay? I know it seems like it, but I'm definitely not. I'm laughing at her reactions. So he's walking towards her and, you know, they start to go towards the dance floor, but now she's she's actually kind of getting upset. And she's not even upset about the fact that he's obviously got um he's very paralyzed. Like that doesn't phase her. She's not one of those women who'd be like, "Oh, you have a disability. I don't want to talk to you." Not at all. Um, it's the fact that he lied about it, but she didn't want to say anything in that moment. And she also knew that dancing was going to be really fucking awkward. So <laughs> she decided, you know what? Let me be the bigger person and let's just walk back over to the bar. Although I should probably not use the word walk. <laughs> so turns around, goes back to the bar, sits down. She's not really sure what to say because, you know, it's not like it's funny. It's not like, you know, it's embarrassing, nothing like that. But she's really angry. And so she doesn't really know what to do. So the bartender in that moment had come over and asked if she wanted a drink. And she's like, yeah, give me a double. And then asked the bartender to get her a napkin because she wasn't going to go down that road again. And then looks at him and gets really quiet. And for whatever reason, he just doesn't seem to understand what the problem is. And so he looks at her and he's like, you know, hey, what's up? And she just kind of looks at him and she's just, from what she, from what I remember her telling me, said she looks at him and she's just like, what, you know, like what's going on, you know? And he's, you know, he was just something along the lines of, you know, I'm, I was embarrassed. I didn't want to tell you what, it, you know, that I was in this, that I, my body was, you know, paralyzed. And she, you know, just kind of was like, yeah, but that's not a deal breaker for me. She's like, I would have totally met up with you. We had great conversation. You're a very good looking guy. You know, you were just, you had, a, you, you had good energy, even just, you know, chatting on Tinder. But if you lied to me and I understand that, you know, it may be, I, I, you know, I can understand you might feel uncomfortable about it, but I don't. But what I do feel uncomfortable about is the fact that you lied and um, I just like, that's not okay. So needless to say, um, the date was kind of awkward from then on. And so she ended up leaving. And um, that basically was, I think, her most recent um, dating experience on Tinder. Although I will tell you that um, I think that she told me this at the time, although I don't know if this actually happened, but I guess at the time she was really angry and she wasn't sure what to say. And so she decided to just, she just blurred out the first thing that came to her mind. <laughs> so she said to him, so do you still play soccer? Because apparently when they'd matched, that was one of the first things he said is that he had been playing for quite a while. I don't know if that's the source of his injury. I, you know, I hope that whatever's happened, he's been able to overcome and everything's going, you know, going well for him, obviously. But um, I do think that it's kind of a symptom of a bigger problem that, you know, people tend to lie a lot. All right. So I do understand that people lie all the time about their, you know, past. I mean, oh my God, I can't tell you how many times my friends have shown me pictures of guys and guys show me pictures of girls where they're like, showing them pictures of themselves, but they're from 20 years ago. 
you don't look like that. I mean, you don't. If you have to spray paint your hair <laughs> the color that it was at the time that picture was taken, it's probably time to, you know, own up to your own shit, take a look in the mirror and realize if I'm part of AARP, which again is not a problem, I should probably advertise that instead of pretending that I just graduated high school. All right. So listen, enough of that. This is going to make me, however, this makes you want to segue into something else. I wasn't even really going to talk about this, but it actually seems like a perfect um, idea to segue into this. Okay. So my friend, this is one friend. This next story is about another friend. So this one friend, you know, this was an issue she's having with dating and it was a gentleman, obviously was lying. She's had that issue in the past. Okay. This next story. And these, by the way, these are all true. I mean, well, whether these actually happened, I'm assuming they're true. My friends have no reason to lie to me, especially if I'm going to keep them anonymous. Um, but there are some times where I hear stories where I just think in my head, there's no fucking way this happened. <laughs> like there's just, there's just no fucking way. And the story I'm about to tell you is one of those instances. And, um, well, I guess that's that. Okay. So now that we've spoken about dating and the issues that people have with lying when they're dating, this next story involves a friend of mine whose husband lied through his actions. Okay, so I met up with this friend and I'm literally just talking. I'm talking to her, I'm chatting, and I just say to her, okay, listen, has there anything that's happened to you in 2020 that, you know, you want to tell me about, you know, because I want to write something. I want it to be kind of funny, but if it's not, that's also okay too because I'm writing a serious one. And she gets quiet for a second and then she looks at me and she says, well, I've been married to my husband for, I don't remember, it's been like a decade or over a decade, like 16, 17 years. She's like, and about six months ago, I finally had to show him where my clitoris is located. <laughs> and I got really quiet. In fact, I almost dropped my phone and we were on the phone and I just basically was like, um, what? And she says, yeah. And I got really quiet. And then once again, I was just like, what? And she says, yes. So immediately I drove to her house. I, I drove, first of all, I made sure her husband wasn't home. And then I drove to her house and I look at her and the look on her face, you could tell that she immediately regretted even bringing that up, especially since I've been around her husband several times. But I looked at her and I basically said, nope, you're fucking telling me because I guarantee if I make something up, it's going to be 10 times worse. Whichever, whatever you have to tell me, I'm sure is not as bad as what I would make up in my mind. Pause. Because I realized later that that was an incorrect statement because what she told me probably could not have gotten any worse. All right. So I started laughing. She starts telling me the story and I start getting really sad, which is probably a really strange emotion to have when you hear a story that I'm about to relay to you. But I did. And then I got really curious. So, oh, they, no, I just really, no, they've been married for over 20 years. Whatever. That doesn't even matter. So after I can calm down and I stop laughing, actually at this point, I'm probably guffawing. I um, tell her, okay, I want to hear what's going on. 
I had to ask her once, like one more time, is this, is this a bullshit story? And she, I mean, the look on her face told me right then it was not. Okay. So first, okay. So first of all, I say to her, okay, listen, you just had to show him six months ago. Why the fuck has it taken you over two decades to get to the point where you felt like finally, finally, let me show this man where it's located. I mean, my God. So she basically was just like, well, I just hadn't bothered. I didn't really care. Well, that right there, I, I honestly thought to myself, okay, I'm actually concerned about my friend. Okay, so this had happened six months earlier. So I said, okay, so now that he knows, what exactly does he do? when he's, you know, going down on you. Like, you know, he must be just so excited. Like, oh my God, I found it. Hallelujah. Let me just show her what I've been saving up all these years. Well, her response to me was, I'm not sure. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All I can say to that is, um, what the fuck? Because... You're, it's, it's, it's your stuff. Like you're laying there or is it lying there? It doesn't even matter. You're, you're the one getting this shit happening to you or having this shit. Ha- like what, what the fuck? Like, how are you not sure? It's, it's your vagina. I mean, are you using someone else's vagina? Is this something you've like borrowed for the summer? And apparently it is her vagina. I didn't say that, but you know, I'm pretty sure the way I was looking at my face, it said it. So anyway, so I had to wait till my brain, you know, kind of reconfigured itself. And I said, okay, so exactly what does he do with it if you're not really sure? Because obviously if he's, you know, aiming and hitting the bullseye, I would feel like the natural reaction would be, this feels good. Well, yeah. So, but okay, I just want to stop there because I actually wrote about this in my blog too. How... Is it so difficult for some men to find the clitoris? I know there have been countless memes made about this, but I am genuinely curious because any guy I've asked, obviously he's like, I know where it is, I know where it is. Okay, great. Lucky fucking you. I want to know how hard it is. The vagina is what? Like three inches long. I don't fucking know. And it's only like, what, like two inches wide. If I'm wrong in their measurements, I didn't measure my own. So don't fucking go by what I'm saying. It's literally right in the fucking middle. You cannot miss it. You cannot miss it. If you can aim a spoon into your mouth, if you know how to find the top of a fucking straw, surely you can find the middle of my vagina. I personally never had that issue, but that's a whole nother story. But apparently this guy did. And I just don't understand. I need someone to explain it to me. I don't know if all of these men, you know, collectively had serious eye problems, but we need to understand this and fix it because this is just a not oh fucking K. Okay. Back to the story because I'm rambling now. I'm just really passionate about this. Okay. So, you know, what does he do? So she says... Okay, so she says, when he's going down on me, now that he knows where it is, he takes his tongue and presses against it 
very hard and moves his tongue up and down so aggressively, in fact, that my clitoris gets irritated and starts to burn. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't know what's worse. Not knowing where it is or knowing where it is and then physically assaulting it. (laughs) I mean, is this... Could this be considered a crime? Like at some point, I feel like she has legitimate reason to call 911 and say, he has set my clitoris on fire. He is a vaginal, <laughs> he's a vaginal arsonist. <laughs> okay. Oh, I should not talk on the fly. Anyway, I'm in my head going, how is she not divorced this man? I, I get dead serious. Dead like her clitoris apparently. <laughs> I don't understand how she puts up with this. I don't know how she's been able to handle this. Again, this has got to be illegal. And if it's not, can we make it illegal? I should call my attorney, find out, because she has every right to be compensated for damages because her pussy has got so much damage done to it that she probably belongs in the burn unit. And I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just being very honest. Okay. Not sure how she hasn't divorced this man, but she hasn't. I couldn't let her finish the sentence only because there was nothing else to it. That is, has been what's happening. Nothing's changed. I asked her again, why don't you tell him, you know, communicate because communication during sex is extremely important. We all know this. And she basically again was just like, I'm, I'm not bothered. She doesn't tell him he's doing it wrong. And part of me thinks that if she's not willing to do that, she might deserve it. I don't know. I feel like that's just wrong. I mean, as a husband, if I first of all didn't know where it was, I would be mortified. And then once to know where it, like once I found out where it was to, you know, hurt it, to treat it like you hated it, to make it feel as if it somehow was like worth nothing, to act in a way that would give the clitoris the impression that it didn't matter and might as well fucking die. I honestly feel like that might be legitimate grounds for divorce. Now, with that said, I have had to be around this man since hearing about this. In fact, I've had to be around him several times. I am the type of person that I honestly, it, it takes a, it, I have a very specific kind of humor, so I don't laugh easily at certain people's humor. However, when I do laugh, I laugh a lot. I don't laugh easily, but when I do, I laugh a lot. And I'll tell you, I have probably six or seven different laughs, which each are just as obnoxious as the other. I, I, I sound like a cackling witch who's, well, clitoris has probably been set on fire. That's just one of them. So you can imagine. I'm sure at some point you'll hear them. And I tried not to do it, but it actually looked like sounded really creepy. And for whatever reason, I would, you know, automatically just cover my mouth with my hands like I was shy. have no fucking idea where that's going. However, I had to see this man. In fact, I had to see him, I think, that day. So he came home. Oh, no. He came home as I was leaving. Thank God. Fuck, because if I'd seen him in that moment, 
I don't know what I would have done. I don't know if I would have beat him up in defense of her honor. I don't know what I would have done. I don't know if I would have talked shit to him. I don't know if I would have just laughed in his face. Actually, I do know I would have laughed in his face. So I'm glad that I left when he, right when he got home. I don't think you understand. Or maybe you can imagine how difficult it is to have information like this and not see this person and break out in laughter, which results in tears. The fact that I have such humanity in my soul surpasses any hope I could have had because I have not yet laughed in his face. Although in my head, I have done many things to him. Most of them are negative, again, in defense of my friend, but the overarching thing is that I've been laughing my ass off. So needless to say, if your husband, if your partner, if your girlfriend, if your boyfriend, it doesn't matter. If they don't know where your clitoris is located, show them. If they still can't find it, leave them. If they can find it and then they try to murder it, slap them in the dick. (laughs) Slap them in the dick. Slap them in the motherfucking dick. You know why? Because that wouldn't hurt nearly as badly as our clitoris does. And they fucking deserve it. And if it's your girlfriend who can't find it, that is, there is literally no excuse for that. The bitch has one herself. She has one herself. All right. With that said, that's enough today. I've, you know, gotten out, I've vented about this shit. So my advice is if you have a disability, don't worry about it. Everyone's got their own shit. Who cares? It's fine. You're amazing as you are, but don't hide it. And that doesn't just go for people with disabilities. If you aren't very intelligent, tell someone. Be like, you know what? It's really nice to meet you. Um, Just so you know, I'm a fucking idiot. Let them know. Let them make their own decision. All right? Seriously, it's all about being honest. If you have a serious foot fetish, be honest. Hey, nice to meet you. At some point, I'm probably going to want pictures of your toes at which point I'll probably then want to put ketchup on them and dip my fries in them for a delicious meal. (laughs) Be honest. If you know you're going to break her heart, be honest. Hey, nice to meet you. By the way, I'm married. I've got two kids. I don't wear a wedding ring at golf tournaments. Probably hit on your best friend. I'll leave you brokenhearted and I will never commit. See? Problem solved. Regardless, be, be honest about whatever's happening in your life. Good or bad, it doesn't matter. Just don't fucking lie. Let that person like get to know you for who you are because I'll tell you something right now. If you lie when you first meet someone, they are, you are setting the tone for a very toxic relationship because that person is never going to trust you. In fact, I wasn't even on the date and I don't fucking trust you. Now, aside from that, like I said, learn where the clitoris is, take a class, be like Billy Madison, fucking go back to school, start from scratch. It doesn't matter. I'm pretty sure you learn about sex ed in like fifth grade. If you have to go back there, fine. Pretend you're a teacher's assistant, but learn your anatomy, guys and girls. Fucking learn it. All right, with that said, uh, I'm done. I don't know how long this took, but whatever. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I look forward to talking some more. So I will talk to you guys later. Oh, and by the way, my first episode, I said I'll see you next time. No, I won't. I won't see anything. I'm on a fucking microphone. So I will talk to you guys next time. And maybe at some point I'll start hearing from you guys. But until then, see you next week. Or talk to you next week. <laughs>